welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to Word Alive today. We're so thankful that you've joined us. We are going to continue our uh, segments on prayer to usher in revival. And this is uh, the part that I want to focus on today is to ask the Father for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, without Holy Ghost revival, there is no revival. Without the moving of the Spirit of God, there is no revival. Now, I don't know about you personally, but I have been in a lot of Holy Ghost meetings. I've been in a lot of revival meetings. And when the Holy Spirit would move, He would change people's lives. And He is wanting to change people's lives today and even into a, a greater measure than we've seen before. Now, I know uh, from experience, there's times that were uh, refreshing that come from the Lord. And there are mighty miracles and signs and wonders that are performed by the Holy Ghost and the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry. If you'll study his ministry, he, he never did any miracles or signs and wonders or anything until he got baptized by John at the River Jordan. Then the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove and he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. And in every miracle, sign and wonder that the Lord Jesus Christ did he did after he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And every miracle, sign, and wonder that happened, it was performed by the Holy Ghost through the Lord Jesus Christ because he was anointed without measure by the Spirit of God. But we have a measure. Each person in the body of Christ has a measure of that anointing. Now, you're not going to have the fullness of the anointing that the Lord Jesus Christ had, but as a as a body, we will have that if we will all step out and operate in that anointing. If, because uh, he was anointed without measure, without any hindrance at all, or anything to hold the anointing back. But each and every person in the body of Christ has a measure, and if all those measures will come together, it will be as Christ himself. Now you think about it. If each person in the body of Christ says, Father, use me in this anointing and use me and you do your part. If everybody does that, it comes together. And it says, Jesus Christ walking upon this earth himself. And he said, the works that I do shall you do because I'm going to my father. And he also said, greater works shall you do because I'm going to my father. Now, see, we sometimes look for our pastor to do everything. Say, well, the pastor, he's anointed. He can do this or do that. But you know, the Lord, he wants every person to step out and do what the Holy Ghost tells you to do and to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. The only two qualifications you have are to be born again and to be filled with the Spirit of God with evidence of speaking in other tongues. They can be born again and not filled with the Holy Ghost, then you won't operate in the gifts of the Spirit because you're not anointed with the Holy Ghost. You're not uh, endued with power from on high. 
And there's a difference. You say, well, how do you know? Because I know I was born again on May 6, 1990, and then in September of 1990, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and all gifts of the Spirit started operating in my life. My life completely changed, and God called me into the ministry that day. But you see, what you have to understand is, without the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in each and every person's personal life, then we're not going to see the greatest revival we've ever seen. Because the Holy Ghost is going to pour His anointing out upon people, but He's going to use people in this revival. Now, every uh, Holy Ghost meeting I've ever been in, He uses people in those uh, meetings, but He also he, uh, moves in our midst and touches people's lives. And it will change your life if you'll get hungry for the Holy Ghost. Get hungry for the move of God. Get hungry for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and say, I have to have it. Now, this is what happens in our churches sometimes. We get complacent with the things of God. We do our duty, go to church on Sunday morning, put our tithes in the bucket, go back home, and that nothing's changed. Hardly even listen to what the pastor said that morning. Go back home, and nothing's changed in our life. But I know the difference is when I have been in some of these Holy Ghost meetings, you didn't want to go home. You wanted to stay there for through eternity and stay in that presence of God that was there that was so powerful, and you didn't want to leave. You wanted to be there forever. And when you did leave, you said, I've got to help somebody today. I've got to get somebody born again. I've got to get somebody healed. I want to do the will of God because I am anointed by the Holy Ghost and I cannot help but to get somebody born again, help somebody receive their healing, help somebody somehow by allowing the Holy Spirit to use me. But we have to get hungry for the things of God. If you're not hungry for the things of God, that is one of the number one things that revival does. It makes you hungry for the things of God again. And this is what is needed in the body of Christ greatly. I, I know it, I see it, and I, I can look at it and, and see a lot of things that are going on. I see sometimes in, in this uh, last days that people are not as hungry for God as they were. And it's easy to allow that to happen. But we need to ask the Father for the Holy Ghost in our personal lives for a manifestation of the Spirit of God in the last days in our churches, for the Holy Ghost to be poured out. Let's look at uh, Luke 11, verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? He's saying all we got to do is ask Him. Father God, we come before you today and we ask you for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in our churches. We ask you for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in our personal lives. May you make us hungry for Him again like we've never been hungry before. May we desire the move of God more than we've ever desired it before. And Father, we ask you for the greatest move of the Holy Ghost that we've ever seen. You said to ask you, we're asking you today, and we thank you for it. We thank you, Father God, for that. Now let's go to Joel chapter 2, uh, and we'll start in verse 1. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Now we said this earlier, that Zion is a, an example of the church. Uh, 
and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. That would be an example of the harvest. And the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. That would be the Holy Ghost wine, the new wine that will keep you um, full of joy. And the fresh oil of the Holy Ghost that keeps the... And this is the example of the fresh oil of the Holy Ghost that keeps the gifts of the Spirit oiled up so that they will operate in your life smoothly and, and you will be flowing in the things of God mightily without any hindrances. You just know what God wants to do and He uses you to do it. That is called fresh oil. That's what the fresh oil is for, is to keep you full of the fresh oil so that the fire of God won't burn out in your heart. Amen. Verse 28 now, let's go there. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Ask yourself, when was the last time I prophesied? When was the last time that God used me to do that? If he has used you in, in the past, say, when was the last time I did that? That's a good sign that, that we need to ask him, Lord, use us in the gift of prophecy. Amen says, your old men shall dream dreams. Now, this the old men would be people in the body of Christ that have been there for a long time and dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. That would be that the Holy Ghost is pouring out visions and giving them vision in the body of Christ and what he wants them to do. And also, my men servant and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. He's saying it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman doesn't matter who you are, what race, creed, color, whatever, whoever you are, he wants to use you. It doesn't matter what nationality you are, where you are, if you anywhere upon this planet, God wants to use everyone that will allow him. Amen. If you are born again, and if you're not, he wants you to be born again. Verse 32, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to be born again and say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to be my Savior. You call upon his name, you shall be saved. Amen. And this is an example of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Now, we've seen it on the day of Pentecost, which was the beginning of it. And Peter stood up on the, on the day of Pentecost, and then uh, I will just paraphrase all this. I don't have time to go into all of it, but you can study Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3, and that will give you some more insight into the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. That was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of the outpouring of the Spirit, the beginning of the rain. And uh, there were 150 people in the upper room, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and cloven tongues as a fire set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, then they went outside speaking in tongues. And then on that same day, the new wine and the fresh oil was poured out, and a lot of them were out there and full of joy of the Holy Ghost. And then all these people from around the world where they're, where they're seeing these people out there, uh, and they're going, what does this mean? 
Some of them said, well, they're only drunk. Peter stood up and he said, no, these aren't drunk. It's only the third hour of the day. He said, but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel that we just got through reading here. That in the last days y'all shall pour up my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, your old men will dream dreams. He said, I'll pour up my spirit upon these in these last days upon all flesh. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He read these scriptures, and three thousand people got born again that day. Well, it was a sign to the world that God was out pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, not just upon the children of Israel. Now before then, only the children of Israel were allowed in the presence of God. He manifested himself to them because of the Abrahamic covenant. But after the Holy Ghost was poured out, and then when the Lord Jesus Christ was at the cross, and the veil was torn from the top to the bottom, and that veil was, I forget how tall it was, I think it said 30 feet tall. I don't, but it was a real thick veil and it was torn from the top to the bottom. And the Holy Ghost stepped up from behind that veil and said, I shall no more be behind this veil, but I shall live in the hearts of man. And this is what he was talking about. The last day outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you people, this last day revival is going to be greater than anything we've seen. And this is what it's going to take to change this world. You can see it's becoming more and more evil. Each and every day you see so many things that are just the devil's trying to take this world over and do everything he can in these last days to keep the Lord Jesus Christ from coming. He doesn't want the last harvest to come in. He doesn't want this revival to take place. He'll do everything he can to keep keep it from happening, but he can't keep it from happening because we're praying and we're asking God for this revival. Amen. Now, Jesus, let's look at what he had to say about the promise of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. On that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He's saying, if you're thirsty for the things of God, come to Jesus and drink. Say, Lord, I am thirsty for the things of God. I'm thirsty for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm thirsty for the Holy Ghost rain. I'm dry. I'm no longer filled with the Spirit like I want to be. And I'm asking you to fill me to the greater degree than I have ever been before. Now let's look at this in verse 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is saying, when you get filled full of the Holy Ghost, that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Prophecy, tongues interpretation, all these different things are going to come out of your heart and you're going to say things that the Holy Ghost gives you that you didn't think that you could say and that the Holy Ghost is going to use you to speak things forth out of your mouth and then you're going to see those things manifest in your life. Amen. And it's going to be to help somebody else. Now this is one of the number one things we have to understand in this time of prayer and in this time of refreshing and in this time of the outpouring of the Spirit of God that we're not doing it for our own glory. We're doing it for the glory of God. 
We're doing it to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're doing it to uplift God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we thank Him for the outpouring of the Spirit. And it's not to make us look big or to make us have a big name, but it's to help other people. It's to help other people receive their healing, to get on fire for God, to live their life for the Lord Jesus Christ, to see their lives changed. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's about the harvest coming in. It's about the harvest of God coming into the church and the harvest of God coming into the body of Christ. And when we do get people born again, we need to take them to a good church, one that teaches the word of God, rightly divides the word, believes in the things of God and that they are edified, they are discipled and that they grow up into a mature Christian in the Lord and that, and understand that God wants to use them too. Let's look at James chapter 5 and verse 7. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Well, the Father God is waiting patiently for the precious fruit of the earth, which would be every person coming into the body of Christ and missing hell. He does not want one person on this planet to go to hell. He wants each and every one of them, each and every person, each and every one of us to go to heaven, every one of us to have a relationship with him, with the Lord Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost. He is wanting this last day revival to bring in the greatest harvest of souls we've ever seen. That is the will of God. He's waiting patiently for it, for the right time, and now is the time. And it's not only me that is talking about this revival. I see it stirred up around the world. I see a lot of ministers that are talking about this. And I was just riding down the road one day, and the Holy Ghost got in the car with me. And uh, he started giving me revelation on this. And he said, this is what's going to happen, Ricky. He showed me things to come. It says in the word of God that the spirit of God will guide you into all truth and show you things to come. And he was showing me that this revival is on the brink and wants to use me in it. And he wants to use you in it, too. He told me he wants to use me in it. And I'm going to allow him to use me in this. And this is just some prayer that's going to usher it in. But when it happens, it's going to be astounding, people. And we need to be expecting it. We need to look for it to happen. We need to get in our churches and ask the Holy Ghost to start moving in our midst, to welcome him into our church and say, Holy Spirit, we're welcoming you here today and we're asking you to move and, and do your will in our midst. Amen. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.